Hello and you're very welcome back to the Jameson Graduate Programme podcast, a six-episode series focusing on the different parts of the Jameson Graduate Programme each week. This is aimed to educate potential applicants on the programme as well as showcase the true nature of serious character from both past and present brand ambassadors, hosted by me, Podge Henry. On the last episode, we had Connor Friel, who was talking all about the graduate program structure, international experience and rotations. I'm delighted to be joined by this episode by our Dubai brand ambassador, Shane Dempsey. He's going to be talking to us all about getting the work-life balance right. Shane, how are you? Hi, Paj. How's it going? Not Good too, to see you. Not too bad. How, how is all over in Dubai? Yeah, all is well, thanks. How, how, how long have you been out, out in Dubai? So I started the program in 2018 out here, my first year. Um, and usually the brand ambassadors that were sent to Dubai have done one year and then moved on. The, the previous ambassadors have ended up in Chicago, Boston, and New York. But I applied to do a second year because I, I loved it over here in the market and I got on well with my colleagues and they were happy with me, most importantly, to do another year. So um, then that was, my, that was my second year here. And then last year... I had my eye on, on, on another couple of places, but obviously the, the pandemic arrived and, and all of our plans changed. So I'm lucky to be still in Dubai for a third year and still loving it. So before, that's great, but before I want you to talk about your market, I want you to talk about your Jameson journey and, and prior to actually joining the program. What did you study in college and sort of what got you to apply for the Jameson graduate program? Because you, you were initially uh, uh, going to be a primary school teacher, am I right? Yeah, I was, Pudge. I, was, uh, I studied education for four years. I did the B.Ed., the Bachelor of Education in St. Pat's Syndrome Condra for four, for four years. And I was a teacher. I did my dip in a school in Kilbarrick, um, St. Benedict's and St. Mary's. Uh, the guys looked after me well. I did that there for six months. And then I met with a, a life coach uh, whose name is Fran O'Reilly. He's, he, wor- he works for a company called Amaze. And the GPA, the Gaelic Players Association, set me up in a meeting with him and he kind of discuss what my strengths, my weaknesses were, and maybe that, you know, teaching mightn't be for me at this moment in time. Um, and he helped me to explore the different options of master's programs. So I was lucky to get a, I was very lucky that they helped me out with that, but I also got a, a scholarship to go to DIT, Industries, and um, to play Gaelic football for their Sigerson team um, that, that the, following, the following September. So I did a 12-month master's in DIT Industries mm. in um, a master's of business and entrepreneurship. So I did that for 12 months. And during that journey, I, I, during that year, I decided to apply for different graduate programs. And the Jemison graduate program was definitely the one I really wanted. I didn't think I'd get it because I didn't have a strong second language apart from Gaelga. But, uh, which yeah, I'm proud of, but in terms of international experience, it doesn't get me too far apart from Connemara. So I, I, got the, I got the program and I was away traveling in South America when I found out that I was after getting selected and I was being sent to the Gulf. So I was, unbelie- I was unbelievably excited um, to, to get the role and then to, to, to find out that I was being sent to Dubai was just like a dream come true, you know? And what was, what was the application process like for you when you were starting it out? Like, what, were, you, were you a bit like daunted by, by the video or, or were, were, you, were you straight yeah. at the camera? No, I think, the, I think the most daunting thing is probably like all of these graduate programs are being marketed to you. And as well as that, you're doing your college final year exams or your master's exams or whatever. Mm. And I think it's about setting aside the time to prioritize which grad programs do you really want to do so that then you will put your full effort into the application processes rather than doing 20 applications and only giving them your, you know, half of your effort. You're better off to try and pick the ones you really want to do and give it, give it your all. So... The written application was fine. I found it, I found it um, 
quite, quite, quite fine to be honest. And then the video application, yeah, it was one of those things you just need to start, you know. Yeah. Um, and I, I helped my friend Neil Mulhern. Uh, it was a big help to me, and he actually he actually did the video for Neil Flannery as well. And Neil's now in Australia, so he was he has a good he has a good success rate of getting people on the on the Jameson graduate program with his video. Skills. So if anyone's looking, so, you can hire him for the yeah, Jameson graduate program. All around chancer on Instagram, look him up. Um, but yeah, he he was a great help to me, and um, obviously the video was quite well. I think as well about the video, you just it doesn't need to be anything groundbreaking. I know some people do an unbelievable video, but it just has to be, you know, two minutes of you telling everyone about yourself and just getting your, uh, getting your character, your serious character across on, on the camera because that's what they want to see. They don't really want to see amazing video editing skills. They just want to see you on the camera and see what you're like before they can meet you at the assessment centers. That's it. It's like, and that's, that's one of the things, there's a common misconception of this idea of having to have like an Oscar-produced film. But... Whereas, as you said, there's some people, and, and I'd be in that bracket of, you know, creativity and content creation was one of my strong points, but that's because it was my skill, whereas other people, their skills are marketeering or, or, you know, interpersonal skills or whatever it is. So it's not about, as you said, making the video this amazing production. It's about showcasing your personality and if you suit the brand of Jameson. And what did you, um, what did you find the assessment centers like? Yeah, I found the assessment centres was uh, really enjoyable, to be honest. I found like they went by very quick, and as well, you're, you're meeting a lot of like-minded people, a lot of energetic people. I'll, I'll never forget the energy in the room the first day of the first assessment centre. Like, it was just a pure buzz of noise and friendliness and, you know, people that are good fun, you know. Mm. Um, and obviously, there are some nerves there as well, but I think that everyone's in the same boat. And I think that, yeah, the, the environment that's created by the grad team is definitely definitely really good and puts people at ease for sure. What was your actually? What was your presentations on? Because if you can remember. Uh, yeah, my my presentation. So you had to obviously your two minute presentation was about something that you're passionate about. So I wanted to just try and do something that was unique and but honest as well. So I did mine about breakfast. So I do love <laughs> breakfast and I'm very passionate about my breakfast. And if I could eat anything for the rest of my life, it would be breakfast for the rest of my life. So. I spoke about that and people got a good laugh out of it and um, yeah, it worked well in the end, I suppose. And then, as you mentioned there, you were lucky enough, you were traveling South America, you found out you got the program going over to, to Dubai and, and we, we've had, so Kevin O'Neill was, was the first um, episode of this podcast and he was talking about all the roles of a brand ambassador, but as we all know, each market is very different. So in terms of like your, your market, Dubai, what's, what's the market like? So the market here is it's a dark market um, in terms of you know marketing alcohol, um, but it's also in terms of the road. So that that brings with it its own challenges um, in terms of you know the advertising that you can do on you know you can't do advertising on TV or, or radio or anything like that. So we do a lot on digital and we do a lot of like you know events. Um, but also in terms of the role itself, I would say it's like 60% in the office, 40%. On, in the on trade, but sometimes I think it feels like it's a hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's not, you know, you did so two hundred percent. You don't really. I think it, at the start I found it quite challenging because um, I was I was given a brilliant handover initially by John Flattery, um, who finished on the program now, but he gave me an unbelievable handover for the first week and just kind of laid out, you know, the, 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 your your KPIs, what you what you need to do to succeed in this market. And at the start, I found it quite overwhelming because, you know, there's some things you didn't think, well, I don't know, I didn't know I'd have to do that or I didn't know I'd have to do this, this. But, you know, three months, after the first two or three months, you do really get the hang of it. And, you know, if you're willing to put the work in and the hours in and, and as well, if you're enjoying what you're doing, 
um, I think, you know, you'd be, anyone would be well able to do it. And as Emma Walsh, because Emma Walsh was on one of the episodes and she was saying too that, you know, you kind of feel... Sometimes you might feel a bit lost, but then, you know, you go to gas. And as well as the company is well aware that you're settling into a new market, I think I think with any job, you really want to hit the ground running and, and do everything straight away. Um, but then you go to gas, and when you come back from gas, you're like, okay, maybe, you know, now, yeah. now I kind of settle in. Now I know exactly what to do to kind of c- c- be the best brand ambassador that I can be. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, you go to gas, and you see the ter- second and third years, and what they're doing in market, and you think, oh, God, I didn't do anything nearly as good as that in my, you know, in my first three months, but no one expects you to. And I think you learn a lot fr- from the people above you in the couple of years ahead of you, but also the people that are in your year. No one has usually done anything that revolutionary in the first three months, so it definitely puts you at ease, and then you, you come back to market fresh with a lot of ideas of stuff that you've seen actually done in practice in other markets. Um, similar to yours as well. And what was like, so what was, we say, the, the thing, you know, that you found toughest to settle in your market or, or is there anything in particular? Um, I, I would say, to be honest, like, I, I used to play a lot of football um, in Ireland. So I was playing football with, with St. Lomans and Westmead. So when I moved over to this market, obviously I was going out a good bit more than I would have in Ireland. Um, and going out to bars, going out to restaurants, you know, I would have been used to going a couple of months at a time without going out. Uh, I'm not saying that was good either now, but it, it, was, it, it, it was something I had been used to, you know, and mm. doing a master's in college, I was used to having my head down. So it was kind of adapting to working during the day, be that 10 to 4 or 9 to 3 or 9 to 5, and then ha- heading out the, the, the few nights a week as well. That was the challenge at the start that I found, you know, it just, it took, it took discipline in terms of, you know, um, going home early, earlier than you, you might if you didn't have to go to, to the office the next morning. Um, and also just, you know, prioritizing your time as well, because time really started to be of, of a premium over here. So it was just getting used to those, to those elements. Um, and, I, and I managed to do that a few months in. And yeah, it's, yeah. Been, it's been good since. And like, obviously, this, the purpose of this episode is to talk about work-life balance. But before we kind of go into tips or what you do yourself, do you want to take us through maybe like, uh, and I know we, we say this every single time, every market, there really is no two similar days. But if you were to pick a day, <laughs> what, what would a day in the life of a brand ambassador in Dubai look like? Yeah, like I, I actually think, to be honest, it has settled down in terms of, I, I, at the start, yeah, there was no typical day because you're finding your routine, but then you definitely do. I, I'm in my third year now, so I probably could tell you what a typical day looks like or a typical week, you know. Uh, usually, so first of all, we work Sunday to Thursday in Dubai, mm. which I'm still not used to. Uh, when I'm looking at Instagram and people are going out on a Saturday night at home and I'm sitting, sitting in, so we work Sunday to Thursday over here. So usually on a Sunday, I'll be in the office. Well, I used to be in the office. Now I'm mainly working from home. But I'll be doing um, brand brand work, mm. um, be that working with agencies, dealing with POS, dealing with events, dealing with the distributors um, from 9 a.m. On a, on a Sunday morning. And usually I'll work till 4 or 5 on a Sunday. I, I try not to go out on a Sunday night. I usually go out two or three nights a week. Um, then on Monday, I'll be back doing my work during the day, my brand work. And then on a Monday night, I'll usually go out. Um, Tuesday night, Tuesday during the day, we, we would um, usually do the brand work again and then that out, out that night and I try and bring some colleagues out with me into the on-trade as well. So I try and bring, you know, someone that maybe from finance or operations or sales out with me into the on-trade just to kind of have a good presence uh, so when you within, say, within the on-trade. When you say going out, it's like going out and trade accounts and trade visits as, as opposed to going, uh, go, going yeah, out clubbing. For, 
Yeah, sure. And it, it mightn't even be at night. You know, I might go out at five o'clock in, in the evening and yeah. just dr- drive around to a few accounts, drop in, have a cup of, have a cup of coffee. Uh, some nights I'll go out maybe at seven o'clock and I might be out till 12 and I'll be home then. You know, it's, it's not always out, out. And you, you don't always have to be drinking either. You'll usually go out and get a bit of food um, in, mo- in some of the places. So, yeah, it's not always out because you've got work the next morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so so in terms of like what have you done? Because you said there when you first arrived to America, it, it can be a, a little difficult to kind of adapt um, to, to the irregular working hours. And what was it that you do, done or what, what do you do in order to kind of find that work-life balance? Is there any kind of particular things that you do that you've kind of, or new um, routines or habits that you've taken on to kind of find that perfect work-life balance? Yeah, I'd say I haven't got a perfect work-life balance, but I've been trying my best. Uh, like, I, I think exercise is key to me, um, but I think it's just finding that one thing, be that reading, yoga, uh, you know, going for a walk. I think finding that one thing that can kind of break up the day, because I find if I do my brand work all day and then I go straight out that night, it's, I'm wrecked, you know, by the time I get home, and I'm tired the next morning. So I usually, I'm not a great man for going to the gym in the morning. So I usually go to the gym after my brand, after I'm working, doing the office work during the day and before I go out that night. Um, and it just clears my head, you know, and it, it might not always be a big gym session or a run. It could just be uh, doing a bit of stretching, doing a bit of breathing. And then for other people, like that's reading, you know, I, I know mm. from speaking to Liam O'Connell, who's a good friend of mine on the program in Australia, he told me something that he Im- implemented was he didn't look at his phone every morning. He just went out to his balcony and um, looking for him having a balcony and he was reading and he was reading and, and um, just having a cup of coffee and he didn't look at his phone for the first 30 minutes of the day or something and he found that it cleared his head and he was, a better, he was better for it for the rest of the day. So I feel like even something like that, you know, is a, is a good tip and it's something that I've tried to do as well in terms of not being on the phone as much. Um, but for me personally, it's definitely exercise in between work to, to kind of feel like I'm getting my own time during the day, you know. Yeah. And do you have in terms of maybe like, because, you know, we do talk about how irregular this, these hours are. It's obviously not a typical nine to five, which is what's so exciting about the graduate program. But do you have anything in place to set like maybe work boundaries or because with the irregular hours, sometimes, as you know, and as everyone knows, it can be hard to switch off. Even when you're not in work, it, it, it can be hard to switch off because you're always just thinking of what's this or what's the new trend or what can I do to kind of help the brand grow? Yeah, no, I feel like, luckily over here, while it sounds like I work a lot during the week, I do have most of my weekends to myself. So on a Friday and a Saturday, unless we've got an event coming up or unless we've got something that we're activating that weekend, I generally don't work at the weekend. So I'm, I, work, I work Sunday to Thursday and then I'm usually off uh, Friday, Saturday. So that's, that's good for me. Um, I also think that, look, sometimes you might have to answer an odd text here or there, but you know, if, if the phone is down, the phone is down. Like, you know, if you're out playing a football match or if you're in the gym or if you're at yoga or if you're, you know, at a book club and you don't answer the phone, there's no one, there's no one going to really get onto you. In my experience, you know, people understand that we have our own time. If I've ever asked my manager, Jimena, that say, look, I'm tired tonight. I, I need to stay in or I've football training or I've got a gym class that I'm booked into they're always understanding you know once you're getting your work done in in the time that in the time that you put aside which you which you should there's never really an issue in, in my experience because you're you, you're generally working with very reasonable people and you mentioned there do you have used like because you mentioned yoga and in my head i'm thinking geez the mullingar man a midlands man doing yoga i don't think, even think the people in know. know what it is <laughs> <laughs> no I, I actually when i was teaching pod i used to do meditate breathing with the kids in school 
I don't know. I think it was more to give myself a break than, than anything. <laughs> but I, I, I used because for a while there, I was thinking, oh God, I'm struggling here. But I, I started implementing that, and the kids actually loved it. So it's something that I've kind of taken with me. One of the things, one of the many things I've taken with me from my short time teaching was just breathing. And and yeah, I know sometimes I don't know how popular it is among my fellow Mullingar people, but yeah, I, I definitely love it. I know I think people in Mullingar do too. Maybe maybe when you do get to go home, you can bring it back and hopefully <laughs> fit it into their routine. Yeah, exactly. Set up a yoga retreat in the town park. Right, or right in front of the Joe Dolan statue, just people doing yoga there. <laughs> exactly. So there's people listening here, um, Shane, who obviously there's people who I'm sure are looking to apply for the Jameson Graduate Programme, but I would hope there are people who aren't and they're just listening to these podcasts maybe for like informed information in terms of getting work-life balance. What tips would you have for anyone um, who's in a job, whether it be your typical nine to five or, you know, a job more kind of hours like ours? What, what, what advice would you give to them who the church kind of find their kind of, I suppose, their, their zen? Yeah, I, I think it's finding something. I was actually listening to a podcast yesterday, the Motley Fool, the guys, but they were, they were speaking about like balance in your life and um it was also just about surrounding yourself with people that, you know, have, have similar interests to you. And I think a lot of the time, be that with work colleagues or outside of work, if you associate yourself with a group of people that enjoy doing the same thing, well, then you'll be, you know, not, you'll, you'll, you'll be held accountable, but it'll also make it easier to go and do them things. So, you know, if you've got a group, Podge, that you're a club that you, you make podcasts, and if, if you, you're with a club and you're all making podcasts, you're more inclined to continue doing that. Same with me, if I play football and I, I'm friends with these guys that play football, they kind of, you know, they're more likely to text me and say, hey, are you coming along tonight? Mm. And I always find, I always find that even in work with the, with the brand ambassadors, we were, we were going with Sim doing the, the, you know, online fitness classes. And when there's a group of people, you're much more likely to go and do that. So I, I always think I'm, I'm definitely a people person. So I always try and associate myself with people that will, you know, pull me along and encourage me to, to make positive changes in my life. So that's what you, so you, you kind of tip, your tip would be for people to surround themselves with other like-minded people and, and then yeah. kind of, yeah, yeah, 100%, definitely agree with you there. And is there anything in terms of like, like has the company, because you mentioned there, uh, we, we're doing the fitness class with Sim, is, is there any other kind of things that the, the company, whether it be the graduate team or, or maybe Perna Ricard, um, like uh, Perna Ricard as a whole, have, have, have done to kind of, you know, help you find a work-life balance? Yeah, like recently in Dubai, there was a big push. Um, they do a turkey for 30 in November, so you have to exercise every day for 30 days. Um, and the company got behind that, and we, we kind of had a, a leaderboard in the office where you logged in your, did you do your 30, your 30, day, your 30 minutes of exercise every day for 30 days? And there was a top prize for the people that did the most minutes. And, you know, that's, that's good, and a couple of people in the office led that. But I, I think there's definitely... Um, encouragement by, from the company in terms of you know getting out and doing your own thing. In my company, there's a quite a healthy culture of people doing their gym in the morning and then going into work. I do most of my stuff in the evening, but it's 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 definitely you know it's it should be, and I think it is at the top of people's mind at the moment. And it, not just again, not just fitness, physical fitness, but also like your mental fitness and your mental health as well. Yeah, and your well-being. Because look, we we do work for a drinks industry, so it's really important that that to put on a record that we are looking after ourselves, which they do do. To be fair, on on a regular basis. Um, Shane, before we finish up, because we're coming, just we're, we're nearly past the time now. Two 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 mid lads, man, chatting away. Um, but before <laughs> we finish up, I want to ask, in terms of like your job, is there any highlights you have, um, from from your time out in Dubai so far? Yeah, 
because you know so far <laughs> yeah so far no i i mean uh in terms of like a highlight i would say definitely the travel that you get to do um like i i cover i'm not just the uae so i cover also bahrain oman no, nepal qatar so i've been to nepal a few times and it's just been an amazing experience um seeing you know seeing the difference and obviously dubai is a new shiny you know luxurious place and then you, you go to, to nepal where it's a different market but where jemison's just loved so it's been interesting for me to get them experiences and the guys there look, looked after me very well i know uh, in between a couple of sessions they, they got they got us locked out of their car so we ended up having to get another car and then when i was doing another training that evening the driver tried to move someone else's car who was in his way and he crashed the other person's car so that was uh, that was uh, that day in nepal i never thought i was going to get home but we did and we had a great trip so and you don't uh, correct me if i'm wrong you had a was, was it a bartender gathering in the middle of the desert yeah, we did. So our bartender engagement program is probably one of our, our main activation pieces over here. And we brought 30 bartenders out to the out to the desert and we had games. We had an education, educational whiskey tasting. Um, and yeah, the guys absolutely loved it. We had live music. So that was a real highlight for me over here. And it was something that, you know, increased the brand equity among the key, the key people who are the bartenders for our brand. It seems like you're having an absolute ball over there. I want to ask you the last question for those who are considering of applying for the Jameson Graduate Program this year. What tip would you give them um, for their application process? I'd say have a good think about your application, your written application and your, your video. Don't just rush into it. Give it time and do it well. Um, and I, I would say that, you know, if you do really come across in the video, you're definitely with a great shot of getting to the assessment centre. And from there, you never know where it will take you. Exactly. And for those who are thinking of applying for the Jameson Graduate Programme this year, the application deadline is the 24th of February. Well, sorry, Wednesday, the 24th of February at 1pm. Wednesday, the 24th of February at 1pm. And you could submit applications through jamesongraduateprogram.com, whereas also where you can get in touch with us through our website or, of course, our social channels, Jameson Grad Prog. Shane, I want to thank you very much for coming on the podcast today and talking about um, getting that work-life balance. Uh, you, you were an absolute great guest. On our next episode, we will have Alan Angola all the way over from Kenya, who will be talking about distilling your own success, the per- personal and professional development on the programme. From all of us here at the Jameson Graduate Programme and the Collaborative Studios, thank you very much, and we'll see you next episode.